I did uh, Little Nas X. That's what I want. You wrote that song? Yeah, I wrote and produced. That's me singing. All the background vocals are me. Uh, next time you next time you play it, listen to, listen to the background. You know, ah, someone to love. Like that's me. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Ryan Tedder, how are you? I'm excellent. Well, thank you for your time today, man. Appreciate it. For sure. You got your first top 10 song since 2014. How does that feel? It feels it feels like uh, it's about the right time. I felt like, you know, every now and then you got to you gotta write, stop writing everything for everybody else and, and <laughs> give, give yourself a hit. So what have you been doing like behind the scenes, maybe a little bit out of you? Like what are the other artists have you been working with and songs have you written that we probably know that, that maybe didn't know you were behind? I did uh, Little Nas X. Uh, that's what I want. Oh shit, you wrote that song? Yeah, I wrote and produced. That's me singing. All the background vocals are me. Uh, next time you next time you play it, listen to, listen to the background. You know, ah, someone to love. Like that's me. Holy um, shit, that blows my mind that yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a yeah. geek, man. <laughs> There you go. Uh, yeah, I did that. Um, I had a number one country, two number one country songs last year with Thomas Rhett and Lady A. Um, most recently, I uh, just had a single that was the most, I think, most added this week. That's uh, Khalid and Lucas Graham. Uh, their new song that just uh, went to radio this week. It's a really good song. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Wish You Were Here. I love that song. Um and then, uh, you know, Lady Gaga and, and uh, Elton John, uh, I did a song on her album that, that came out last year, uh, Chromatica. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, it really does. Anita, Anita, John Legend's new album and song, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's new album. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been, I, I, I try to stay, uh, you know, I stay sufficiently busy. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. It's insane, all that, and you have a family. I mean, it's it's got to be a lot. Do you, like, write a bunch of songs and put them on a shelf and then wait for someone to approach you and say, can I get you to get a song for me, and you pull one down? Or do you wait for them to approach you and then write it specifically for them? Um, both. both. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like it happens both ways. Like, you know, Little Nas, I wrote the song with him. And, uh, you know, a lot of artists that I work with, I write the songs with him, but then, like, sucker for Jonas Brothers um that was sitting on a shelf like that was I not on a shelf it was on a hard drive you yeah. know but like it was on a hard drive for about a year before before it came out um because I didn't know who I when the day that we wrote it one of the writers said kind of as a joke after I finished I finished the demo the next day I was like who do you hear on like the, I love this song but like it's not it's not a One Republic song it just didn't feel like we cover it live now, like we play it live, but it, it's not a One Republic song. There's just, it's hard to explain why, but it's just not. Mm -hmm. And one of the writers said, it's too bad the Jonas Brothers uh, aren't back together. If they got back together, this would be perfect. Kind of as a, he said it like joking because they were they were not a band anymore. And I was like, oh yeah, th th that'd, be, that'd be amazing. And then like six months later, hey, uh, Jonas Brothers are back together. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Sucker happened. It was on a hard drive. I've got an upcoming single with Tiesto. Um, and this song was uh, sitting on a hard drive for the last two and a half years. And I wrote it with Amy Allen, who wrote um, uh, Adore You for Harry Styles and wrote Matilda and Halsey. And um, that's Tiesto's upcoming single. And it, it sounds nothing like the demo. So everything is, you know, I, I, I get some some cuts uh for you know giant justin bieber cut on this, this last album that was a song that was just sitting on a hard drive but then a lot of the time it's me 
I'd say I'd say probably seventy five percent of the time it's me in the room with the artist working through it. So anybody, there's no telling who could have sang "Sucker" if it wasn't the Jonas Brothers. That may have been someone completely yeah. different that had that massive, huge hit. But you have to understand, it's like it's like chicken or the egg. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you kind of go, okay, but if it had, if I'd recorded it on somebody else, they wouldn't have had the cultural moment of reuniting a famous, you know, pop band, right? The Jonas Brothers fan base was so big yeah, and they were latent because the, you know, the, the band had broken up. So like the thing about having a hit song, especially in 2022, it's so much harder now to it's, it's 10 times harder to ha actually have a hit record in 2022 than it was when I started 10 times harder. And why and is that? Because every human being that alive is focused on something on one of 10 devices for social apps, everybody's attention is completely been ripped to shreds. Back when I started, if you played, if in America, if you performed, if the song was a hit, right? So the underlying uh, understanding is that the song is a hit. If the song was a hit and you performed on the Today Show, the Tonight Show, uh, you did, you know, X amount of press and promo, yep. all the right TV things, if you're really lucky, SNL. If you did it on Saturday Night Live, it's a number one record. The mo if you played a hit song on SNL, because the such a large amount of people were focused from age 12 to age 60 were watching The Voice. 24, yeah. mil 24 million people a night used to watch The Voice. 24 right. million. So if I performed, when we did Counting Stars on The Voice America, we did Australia and America within 24 hours. We played it on Australia. By the time we got to the airport, we got a phone call. You're, you're number one in Australia. By the time we got to the airport, <laughs> okay. three, hour, three hours later, the song went number one. We fly to America. We do Counting Stars on The Voice America. Three hours after we did it, number one iTunes. There was no – Spotify existed, but it wasn't really a thing. Right. But it was 2014, right? And, um, and because 20 million people watched the episode of The Voice that we were on – that was that's what I'm talking about. That's why you can't having hits right now is next to impossible because everything is so fragmented and people think it's so fragmented. fragmented. Dude, you need to have your song needs to. I mean, I ain't worried it's in the biggest movie of all time. So yeah. there's a yes, the song is catchy, but like it's not lost on me that a big part of it is we're in a three minute, three and a half minute scene in the middle of the biggest movie of all time. So that obviously was a driver. The whole world went, oh, this exists. Like, and the hardest part now is just letting the world know that you exist. It's not even writing. Writing the song is easier, way easier than letting people know it exists. And because you need to have like, your song needs to be in a video game that then that then goes viral on TikTok, that then feeds to Instagram, that then impacts radio. All of those things have to work in unison for you to have a hit. Whereas again, 2014, 15, 16, all I got to do is play on The Voice. I go on The Voice and do the Today Show. I've hit the moms at home and yeah. I've hit all, the, and then I've hit all the dads and the kids at night. You do those two things, man, you got yourself a hit. You Isn't that crazy? And if you go that. back further than that, if you go back to like when Johnny Carson was on TV, there were show. like 100 million people watching at one time. 100 million people. Yeah. One show. And back that, like back then, all that mattered was that the song was really good and that you could sing well live. Like if you, if those two things were true and you had a cool look or whatever, 
in the 60s, 70s, 80s, oh my God, you go on uh, American Bandstand or Rick D's and you do one performance, you are number one the next day. And yeah. like, you just can't do that anymore. You got to have like 20 different engines firing at the same time. And so that's what I mean when I say it's 10 times harder now to actually have a hit. It's easier to write the hit than to have it. So how did you cut through the clutter then with I Ain't Worried? You know, the movie did a big part of the driving for us. The movie obviously drove it. But then what happened is, um, coupled with that, uh, I had, it was a perfect storm. Uh, This guy on TikTok basically put me on. He like, he kind of like trolled me and it ended up going viral. And then my TikTok account went from 3,000 to a million like that. Um, What was he trolling you about? He was trolling me in a positive way. He was like, he was like saying, Hey, I just stumbled across this guy's discography. Does anyone know that the dude from one Republic wrote all these other songs? And he, (laughs) he then made a video about it and people were losing their minds. And, um, and it went viral. And that happened the same week the movie came out. So then I then roped in the song. I ain't worried. And I'm playing that in the background and he's playing it. So we're like pumping it on TikTok. And then meanwhile, um, the whistle part of the song, there's a scene with Miles Teller dancing with the shirt off that's in the video. And that went viral on TikTok. And then people took the whistle, slow, some kid slowed it down. And so if you're, if you're on TikTok a hundred million times a day now, you're going to see people's videos with the whistle from my song slowed down underneath it. So you hear this. Like Kevin Hart posted it two weeks ago. Tom Brady posted it last week. And it's all of those things. So I wish I could say take credit for any of it. The only thing I did was write the song and shoot a video. But the rest of it, it probably started with the whistle. Is that is that was that the granular thing the song? It started started with with the whistle. It started with the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing that came to my mind. That's me whistling. Uh, and then and then, you know, uh, the rest came very quickly thereafter, but it started with the whistle. Ryan, thank you for your time. Thank you for your art. Thank you for your energy. We really appreciate you as always, man. Let's play the song right now. Congratulations. Thank you, man. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.